How has your family damaged you? If you had a time machine, which of your mistakes would you fix? What turns you on in the workplace? Welcome to Confessions, the podcast where you get to hear different people confess. Hi, um, welcome to Confessions and uh, this week my guest on the show is Martin. Um, Martin, how are you feeling? Uh, petrified. Yeah, well that's good. I think a little bit of of kind of apprehension um, is probably a, a kind of a good thing. Um, but um, just in case you haven't listened to this podcast before, it's called Confessions and the way that it works is um, I have three decks of cards, which all contain um, quite um, revealing questions, things that people might want to confess to. And I've sorted them into three piles. And the first pile is called Extreme. And the second pile is called Revealing. And the third pile is called Regular, formerly known as Uptight. Because as you pointed out, Martin, that's slightly sort of pejorative. Um, and I think they're just kind of regular level of kind of revealing questions um and so the way it works is i kind of pull the cards at random um and then you get to answer them and if you don't want to answer them you say um next question and we just kind of move on um so um how does that sound yeah that sounds good all right um and which deck would you like to go for oh i'm quite relieved to say that i'm now not going to be uptight so I'll go for regular, please. Regular sounds good. It's, it'll be exciting for me because I haven't asked the regular questions before and I'll get a feeling for whether or not they really are regular. Um, so yeah, without further ado, um, before we start though, um, could you describe yourself as if you were describing yourself on an online dating site? Um Eight foot tall, um, a mullet, very well read and incredibly sporty, um, likes anchovies. Which of those things is true? I like anchovies. <laughs> I'm quite sporty too, actually. Um, but But seriously... <laughs> You can do that, can't you, on on Tinder? Yeah, you can. So, there you go. I did it. You can. But that that in itself is a really interesting thing because people do lie, but they somehow they keep their lies within a certain bound of believability. Because I guess because at some point they're going to meet the person concerned, and if their lies are just kind of wildly inaccurate, there's no hope of rescuing the relationship. Whereas if they're just kind of, oh, well, that was me 10 years ago, then, you know, there's, there's somewhere to go. Mm. Um, so I, I did, yeah. I did, did you... once go on a blind date and my colleague said, uh, that's it. I said, I had to describe myself. This was like pre, this is like in the steam powered age. And, uh, I think, I said to my colleague, how do I describe myself? And it was something, something that came back was like slightly balding, wears quite a lot of jewellery and something else. 
But I haven't chosen to go with that tonight, obviously. That's what friends are for. (laughs) Okay. Well, um, let's get started. So I'm going to ask the first question from the, the regular pile. And just a reminder, if you don't want to answer a question, just say next question and we'll, we'll okay. move on. So your first question is, describe the temperament of your ideal partner. Um, I think I probably, well, I, I don't probably, I, I have my ideal partner in my life. So I would say um, temperament's a funny word, isn't it? I'm trying to think about what the meaning of that is so I can give you an accurate answer. Do you know what temperament means exactly? Well, I was just reflecting as you were speaking that in a way, it's much better to hear from somebody who has their ideal partner because people who don't are liable to all kinds of flights of fantasy, whereas, you know, you, you know the reality. But I guess in answer to your question, temperament is um, what they're like as a character, I guess, um, how they tend to respond to things, you know, traits, yeah. I suppose. If, um, if you're I think... kind of quite calm and unflappable but also you know passionate about things um so not just calm as in you know completely serene but more as a um not really reactive in in a a sort of Hmm. more kind of highly strung way or something maybe slightly opposite um so definitely like that but also being able to see things from different perspectives and and that's and that's very complementary to me i think as well um so i've learned a lot about doing that um through my partner so it, that's uh, and that's just something I've noticed, which I think is really fantastic. Um, and I, I think just the no, I don't know, good fun. There are other kind of more basic things in there. You know, ha- being able to have a good a laugh and a sense of humour, those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. I think there's something about the. Uh, and also being quite, being very fair, and yeah, which I think is quite interesting. Not jumping into immediate conclusions about situations or indeed people, and I really, really like that. I don't know if that's temperament, but. Some things like that, um, and just very um, supportive and encouraging. I don't know if that's a temperament either, but that's you know mm-hmm. really 
strong and something that I really, uh, you know, I think it's, I think it's fantastic. And I would hope that people get some of that in their relationships with others too. But I, I feel very lucky that I, I have all of those things in abundance. There are two different views. Um, I think Socrates took the view that we are attracted to that, which we lack literally our kind of our, our other half. Um, and then some research around kind of us being attracted to similarity. So quite often when you're getting to know somebody, you identify mm. overlaps. So I just wonder in that account, which of those things, um, for example, being very stable, do you think you is ideal to you because it's something that you don't have and, and which of those things are kind of compatible or, or similar to you? I think that um, the the former is the you know living with someone who's very happy in their skin actually mm. in in a way that I've probably well not probably I am less or have been less happy in my skin as a person but someone who's really comfortable with them with who they are. Mm is, you know, that's, uh, I've had my eyes opened to that <laughs> in our relationship. And um, I would, it would be great if everyone could feel that. And that's what I want. And that's what we would like for our kids as well, actually. To, to, you know, I would wish that on anyone to be comfortable in their own skin in terms of who they are. So that's definitely, so that's, um, the, the thing that's slightly different. Um, there are other things, but that's that's a really that kind of quite all-encompassing in some senses. And um, the the similarities. Um, I think there's the you know, things like the. I don't know. I think I'm. I can be fairly laid back about some things. <laughs> so, I think I'm quite a calm person. Um, I would guess you're also quite fair as well. Yeah. Well, yes. I, you know, that's a. I, I like to think so. I mean, I and I do care about things like, um, you know, kind of justice and equality and, mm-hmm. yeah. Of the, the broader sense of fairness so yeah mm. I'd like to ask you lots more questions about that but it would break the format so I'm going to move on and ask um, the next question and the question is um, what fears as opposed to hopes took you to your current job well It, I, I need to, I'm not sure I'm going to answer this in the way you'd like it answered because I got made redundant about 10 years ago and mm-hmm. for two years prior to that I had moved out of London so I was commuting, having to live in London and 
coming home at the weekends. Mm. So when I was made redundant, it you know it was kind of a good and a bad thing, um, mm. and I'm not sure. It, I was in a, a, a city where I haven't lived. I'd only lived in it for two years, and most work is is in London in terms of what I was doing at that point in time. So I'm not sure I had hopes. Mm. If it was driven by what I did was driven by neither of those things. I think it was driven by necessity. Mm. I did, you know, the jobs aren't well paid where I am. So you have to travel. And um, we had a young family and actually, I just spent two years traveling for work. And that's not what I wanted to do. So I, mm. I wasn't quite sure what I was doing, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. At this, I, I just thought I don't want to be commuting anywhere. Um, mm -hmm. So the more I say this, the more I sound like I'm totally. Um, it's like I didn't have a clue what I was up to. Um, <laughs> I did. I think. <laughs> I think I know what I'm up to. Um, so yeah, the I don't know. Maybe the fears were, you know not having that kind of working lifestyle i, I had to be mm. closer to home um mm. but in terms of the work it was a bit it was all kind of blown apart by the fact that um the work i was doing at the time it wasn't it was quite far away so i actually had to do something a bit different mm. So that didn't really answer your question, did it? I don't think. I think the answer's in there, but I'm fascinated by that throwaway statement that you think you know what you're doing, because I think that's actually quite unusual. Um, so I'm going to ask it anyway. What What are you doing then? What now? Yeah, when you say you, you know, I think I know what I'm doing. Um, how would you sort of summarise what that's like, knowing what you're doing? Um, well, that's that's a really good question, and I, um, I don't. I that's really really difficult to answer as well. So the i the idea of what is it to, to know what you're doing? Um, is is a kind of, it's a really good. Um, I feel like my I need to stretch my brain all around this room and um, get some air into it and really think that through. Um, the, basically, it's the reason I say it is or at the context of that is i think i do lots of different things and not one mm. thing so when i say knowing what i'm doing is actually recognizing that in the first place because in the context of the answer i just given you i'd spent 17 years in a corporate environment and in terms of work, knowing what you're doing 
is basically dictated by that experience. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And then suddenly yeah. you're not doing that. And even in the role that I was doing, I was doing lots of different things. And to this day, I'm interested in lots of different things. And I, and the work we do covers a variety of things. And um, I grapple with that because people, I think people like to just, well, you, you know, before we came on air, we talked about impression management. And mm -hmm. I think there's a, you know, I, I, we work with clients around this sort of stuff. I'm really interested in reputation and credibility and these kind of issues. But actually, it's like, well, it seems to be that, especially if you run your own business, it has to be crystal clear that you, you know what you're doing obviously obviously you do because people want to you know you want to sell something people are going to buy it they need to know you know what you're doing but actually when you do quite mm. a few different things that can make it more challenging um, because it's harder to articulate that and i think there's the my view on that is that it can be a good thing to to have you know, you might have a, a whole different set of skills and interests that you bring to bear mm -hmm. on a task or a project or a piece of work that you might do, but you don't just bring one thing to bear on that. Um, so I think that's, mm -hmm. so I, you know, in terms of how, say, we present ourselves with our business, no, I think that's, that, that can be a challenge because we do lots of different things and we, and you, we genuinely like having different perspectives and exploring different ways of doing things and bringing in different thinking and that's a good thing but i think the you know, kind of maybe the world we live in requires us to say you know you know you, you know what you're doing you're, you're doing x but actually we all know that we all do different things and uh, uh, how we articulate that, I suppose, is what I'm talking about. I really like the way that you've articulated that because you sort of highlighted the contrast between an organisation knowing what you're doing. But my experience is a lot of people who have very tightly prescribed and, you know, set accountabilities have that deeper sense that they don't really know what they're doing behind it. So it may be one thing for other people to know what you're doing because you can say, this is my job, this is my mm. title, this is my role, but beneath that, not really have a sense of who you are mm. and what you're doing. Um, whereas what you're doing may be harder to describe for other people, but give you a, a kind of a, a deeper sense that you know where you're going or where you are or um, who you are. I should ask some more questions, so I'm going to ask another one. Um, how are you difficult to live with? <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, you're asking the wrong person <laughs> I, I, but I won't end the answer there um, you, there's, there's a range of people you could ask because there are a range of people who live with me um, and 
actually that'd be a good question to ask all of them and you might get a different answer depending on who you're talking to and when you ask them um so it's how i'm difficult to live with yeah yeah and i'm wondering as you're probably guessing i'm wondering what do you think they would say this range of people um I'm trying to. Th I'm trying to think because I'm sure we've. I've had some feedback from my kids recently. <laughs> Your annual feedback. Um, yeah. Well, we. I'm trying to do. Not. Not. It's, it's not a feedback review. No. <laughs> it's a kind of just have sort of sessions. Well, not where we um, ask each other about our difficult behaviours, um, but you know, kind of share stuff about. Um, what's good and what's not, and that maybe that would include uh, ourselves in the conversation. So I'm uh, I'm pretty difficult when I um, can be reactive. I think I just find it incredible how chill. You, you know, I've got three children, and I just didn't appreciate the, the 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 kind of buttons that can be that, that i had that could be pressed by them mm. and it's really hard to describe it's like you know they can do things and it can really annoy me <laughs> when i would never be annoyed by anyone else and i do reflect i reflect on this i think that just seems so unfair, you know. Uh, why, why am I getting so annoyed with them when I wouldn't get annoyed with anyone else who had done something similar? But it's not. If it was someone else, they, the, the way it works wouldn't be the same. Um, it's and I, I, I haven't um, read up on this, so I have no idea what. Uh, there's probably research about this, and there's probably kind of. Um, some theory or name for it, but that idea of um, some of the things one's children, my children can do, that can just make me, you know, react and be, you know, annoyed or generally annoyed. Um, and they would probably say that's pretty irritating uh, behaviour. And I think also I can... less of it now it's quite a, a warrior and that's a bit annoying as well um we're worrying about things when maybe don't need to but i do less of that actually a lot of people find that they worry more as they get older they become more of a warrior and it sounds like you've gone the opposite direction then why is that well there's, you know, so it comes back to we were talking about our ideal partner, and you know, my ideal partner, who I happen to be married to, has provided loads of wonderful things for me, and I think 
one of those things is being able to to, to worry less about things actually um, so mm. yeah and I, t I don't know that I've you know I do have what I do have you know do, I do have worries what well, everyone does but I think um, they've quite, they have lessened um, so yeah and I and I would say that that has been a, a big part of that has been um, my other half actually. Mm. But my parents were what my mum was a warrior, and you know I think I think the worries that I have now are a lot you know a lot to do with probably the age and stage in my life. Um, Things like um, you know my parents dying, and then you really well. I became acutely aware of my mortality at that point, um, in a way that I had never thought about it. And it's just like, mm. oh right, okay. So they've gone. Now it's me, my brother, the the next with the next level down. You know so. But but even that that tended that's kind of I worry about that less. Um, that was more around when when it happened when when they died. So, um, but I still have worries. Yeah, but they I, I'm less of a worrier. Thank you. I'm going to ask the next question. The next question is: If you had a time machine. Which mistake would you go back to and correct in your life? Um, I don't know what I... Um, Mistakes. I don't, I don't know. Um, the reason I'm having a problem answering this question is because, you know, my life has turned out how it's turned out. And mm -hmm. there have been some not great things, you know, in, in the past. I would imagine most people would say the same thing. But I wouldn't necessarily, I'm, I'm, I'm not about to say that all things happen for a reason, but mm -hmm. I seem to have got into a, you know, I'm, I feel very lucky to be where I am in my life currently. And I could have quite easily not be here through, for, for, various reasons actually and decisions that I could have made or not made but actually it's sort of turned it's turned out well not sort of it's it's turned out really well so I'm I'm I don't know I I can't think of a because when when you ask that question I'm thinking there's that one thing that I did that I wish I could erase 
that's what you're asking. And I'm not, uh, and I just don't, A, I think there's probably lots of little things and that, and they're too, maybe they're just not that significant to want to erase them. Um, so now I feel like I'm just not answering the question. I've been like a total politician. <laughs> no, um, so I'm, I'm sort of thinking, so I'm thinking, I should, I, Perhaps you said there are some parts of your life that were, in quotes, not great. What, what sorts well, of things not, do you mean? Not, not, um, not great, but they're, you know, like, say, relationships that weren't that good, mm-hmm. you know, quite, or, yeah. So, yeah, so, you know, that would be an, an example. So uh, and that, and relationships can take you in all sorts of directions, can't they? And they do. And um, so, but you know, I managed to um, you know get myself into a great relationship. So <laughs> sort of, um, but I think I think that's what happens to a lot of people, isn't it? They have lots of different relationships with people, and um, then they move on and they you know they can be good and they can be not so good um i think i think it does um but i have a follow-up question it's not the next card in the deck but i know it's in the deck somewhere and the question is something like when you think about those relationships that were not good do they tend to be not good because of the way you treated somebody else or the way that they treated you in other words do you regret more the ones where you weren't true to yourself or, or where somebody um, kind of treated you badly? Um, it's interesting that actually, because I think um, even when I con- c- would consider that I would, you know, I, I had been treated badly. I think there are, you, you know, it's always, you know, relationships are about two people. Mm. So you want, you know, I still have to reflect on what my role in that was. And I think, Mm. so I would take, I would be thinking about the fact that, um, yes, I may, I, I would consider that I've, you know, had relationships where I thought, you know, not treated badly but they weren't great for me but I think um, I also had a part to play in that experience so maybe I could have you know reacted or behaved differently or could stuck up for myself differently or you know do you know what I mean so I don't actually think um it's all about someone else. I, I don't know. I, I think it's still things may not have been great, but I still had a part to play in that. I think I can hear your concern with kind of fairness kind of working away in the background. Um, and being reluctant to make a judgment when you know that it's really hard to be objective, I guess. In- well... Yeah, but I think it's. Um, I am in a position to, you know, you're asking me to look back, 
so maybe I'm just being quite reflective and philosophical about it. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. maybe if we were having this conversation at the time, <laughs> maybe I, you'd get a very different answer, <laughs> you know, because it, it would be, you know, more immediate, emotionally raw, you know, all of those types of things, wouldn't it? So maybe it'd be harder to take a step back. But I still do think that it's, you know, I'm still, I still have a role to play in the, in all the relationships I'm in. And it's important to recognise that and to recognise, you know, how I am in in that and relative to other people. Very good. Next question. And the next question is, what hang-ups do you have from your school days? Um, what that I still have or I had at the time? I think the intent is that school caused so not just kind of all the way back then, but what what did school, the process, do to you that, that left you with, um, if it did at all, any hang-ups? Well, I was very embarrassed to be around girls. <laughs> so, but I, I don't think that's the case anymore. So I think that was more at the time I went to, um, you know, an all boys primary school and an all boys secondary school, and I didn't have a sister, and so my upbringing, you know, my school upbringing was fairly male, um, mm -hmm. and for me, I just it, it meant that I found it all you know, probably more awkward to be around girls than. Um, most kids, boys, um, at school age. So that was, um, at the time, that was, um, I, I felt that quite keenly. Um, mm. In terms of the, I'm just trying to think actually. I mean, I quite, School was okay for me. It wasn't. Um, I, I can't say that I'm, I've been scarred for life from it. So, um, I think. Well, no, I, I. No, I, I'm not sure that I have any others. How long did it take you, just um, out of interest, to shed those hang-ups um, around uh, just not being um, comfortable around the opposite sex? Um, quite a while, quite a few years, I think. 
Um, well, not a, not that. Yeah, so you know, my first few girlfriends, it was definitely. I say first, like I had hundreds of girlfriends. I didn't, but it was you know, it was. <laughs> I don't know, but. When I was at yeah. 16, 17, that sort of age, you know, definitely, um, you know, that was, that was awkward. I felt quite awkward. Um, and that would have carried on for, um, I don't know, two or three years, maybe, but, you know, went to college. Mm -hmm. And that was, you know, yeah, probably quite... A bit longer than I th thought, actually. Hmm. Now, now I'm coming to think. Now, now you're asking, so um, yeah. So maybe a, a yeah, a few years. I'm going to ask the next question, and the next question is: What bit of you did your parents never understand? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that. Uh, that <sighs> I wonder. See, I. <laughs> My parents can. I mean, I'd like to ask ask them that question, but they're not. You know, I can't ask them that question. Um, mm. I don't know whether it would just be stuff around what was going on. You know, a bit, but all the things that I went through, to to some extent, it, that was their lived experience as well. It was there was it was different. But they were they still grew up, they were teenagers, you know, then they then then there was the next day adult early adult life. You know, in some senses was there something they didn't understand me, uh, understand about me? And I'm thinking I'm not one of the things that they didn't understand is probably things they didn't know. <laughs> wasn't the understanding is one thing um knowing things about what you get up to is something completely different isn't it yeah. so i'm sure there are lots of things they um didn't know about what i got up to um but in terms of understanding having an understanding about me as a person i think they pr could probably see a lot of them reflected in me because mm. now that I have my own children, I can see this quite, you know, it, 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 that sort of stuff is, is quite apparent in, in some ways. Didn't answer that question very well, sorry. I'm interested though in whether how you feel about that and being able to see yourself reflected in, in your children, which I think is an experience lots of people have. Does that 
does that worry you? Do you want to protect them from, you know, what you've experienced or, um, or are you just glad, frankly, that, that they are a little bit like you? Um, so it's funny actually, because there's, they're not just like me. <laughs> so it does come back to the fact that there's two of us who are parenting our children and you know i i th i feel very um i think our children are really lucky that they have the mother they have and so in some senses there's you know i, re I see what my other half brings in terms of what our children are, if they're like her then i think that's i think it's really a, a good thing and if they're like me then you know there's good and there's bad i mean she would say the same thing about what she would see in our children um i think um i'm yeah there was you know being a warrior is not there are better things to do with your time, to be perfectly honest, than to worry about things that may or may not happen. And I hope that they don't spend too much time doing that. Um, and they've had quite a different upbringing in terms of um, being around the opposite sex, for example. So the way they... Um, are around girls and boys is is different because they've they've been around them all their lives so um but i think the what yeah i don't know it's the, the the on the worry side i think a thing that i'm quite struck by at the moment is the um their concern about the environment and that is a, you know, that's, that's, that is a big concern for them, whether they, there will be a planet that is habitable in their, you know, not, maybe, maybe their generation will be just about okay, but what about beyond that? That, that is a very real concern. Um, and that intrigues me in the sense of well, how bad is that going to be that that kind of worry and anxiety around that and what would does that what would that mean for their way they lead their lives um i just don't know about that but i'm i'm slightly concerned about that you know about that you know maybe they they worry a bit too much about things um because they're not all the same so you know they're they're not all equally as happy in their own skin so um i'm just thinking about well i mean I, you worry a lot about worrying so it's a kind of meta <laughs> so like i'm a i'm a bag of worries i'm like meta worrying god 
now now i'm thinking i, I need to get my coat you know it's, it's all over <laughs> <laughs> and i was there there i was thinking i don't do it so much and now it's meta damn well let's we can ask you another question see um so here's a question what are your best traits um oh, i'm really i find it awkward on answering questions like this um just because i'm not for uh, have i said that to every question that you've asked probably um just the feel like I'm sort of, you know, then it's a bit kind of talking myself up, which is a, I mean, it's a perfectly reasonable question. I should just be able to give you a straight answer without going, oh, you know, am I going to sound a bit naff or something? Um, I think I, I think I'm a good listener. And I, I think I care about um, I think care about lots of different issues, but you know, I do care about people and the, some of the, the big issues of, of the day and in society. Um, I care about those deeply. Um, and I like to think I'm... <laughs> I like to think I'm quite positive and also you know, I don't know if it's creative thinking but not creative but just I like I like to think I'm um, I like finding out about people so um I like to think that I kind of have a, you know, I'm quite curious, quite interested in people and what they have to say. And I like to think that I listen to them and also like um, helping people. Um, what are the traits? I don't know. So I can summarize. You're a good listener. You're caring. Um, you're thoughtful. Um, and you're curious. It's not a bad um, online dating profile, I would say. But with not not with less hair by the day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm going to move on. Um, here's a question: um, What have you failed to achieve? Oh God. Um, Sorry, I didn't mean to sound a bit like Blackadder then. He said it in a very different way. Um, the kids have watched all the Blackadders, so I'm quite familiar with some of the uh, shrieks and turns of phrase and the, way, and the phrasing. Um, what was the question? So I put it at the bottom of the pile now. Um, so... Um... Oh, oh sorry. Uh, what did you, I think it was? What have you found oh, that's to it. achieve? Well, you know, my life's not over yet, so I, I'm still. <laughs> I'm completion. still. I'm I'm living in hope, right? Um, 
one thing that I have I do, does bother not bother me, but it's um, you know it's kind of I was on the corporate career trajectory, and um, then I came out of that, and I've been um, self-employed or running business for a few years, and. I think I need, I think I've yet to achieve what I'd like to achieve with that. Um, I haven't failed, uh, but maybe I also need to know how long you have to keep at working at something to achieve what you need to achieve. So um, that's, that's kind of work in progress. Um, well, I'd really like to know what you'd like to achieve? Well, there's a question. You know, you really, really need to stop asking these kind of awkward questions in this, in this, in this game. It's becoming really infuriating for me. Um, yeah, look, we'll have to come back for a part two and three for that. Um, a, and I'll have to have a lie down first. Um, to to begin to think about that, I think there's there's lots of things I would like to achieve. Um, I think the first and foremost, some of these are sort of hygiene factors, I think. But we, you know, there, there are things like because we run our own business, we need to make a certain amount of money, and actually, that might seem like a really you know, potentially quite a base thing to say. Not base, but it's like these are the things you need. There are things you need to live your life. And, you know, it. the ups and downs of earning money from a business can, you know, ups are good and the downs aren't. And I, and I didn't have that when I was in a corporate role. So actually, it might, it sounds like a, not a, an amazing aspiration, but actually it is one just to get to a certain level of financial, you know, get, get the business up to a certain level of where it's earning certain amounts of income for us. I think that is something I would like to achieve. And, you know, within that, um, I think that it's. I think there's some. I, I really like what I do, and I, I like what we do, and I think I'd like to. Um, yeah, I'd like. I, I would like to just do more of it. Have have sort of more impact, really. Um, if if I if I could if we could as a business um because of the some of the things that we care about i think um mm. th these are really important things and i'd like to be able to you know help people with the things that we kind of help you know talk about um but that's that's work and i think the the other thing is just uh i don't know i did a, i did a bit of time helping out with football coaching and um mm -hmm. i 
I really, I do really enjoy working. Not, it's not just kids, actually. It's um, just kind of working with people to, to to help them, you know, kind of get on in whatever they are trying to get on. Whether it's in a work context or maybe it's not. Um, and I've been doing a bit of, and, I, and this is quite a long-winded answer, but I, at the moment, and I think it's important to say that these things change. Uh, they do for me. Um, there might be some common threads through some of this stuff, but actually what I want to achieve right now, you know, probably the number one thing was, guess, you know, I, I start talking about the, the business making the sort of money we need to make or would like to make rather, um, you know, but that will change. And I think there's... Um, oh God, where was I going with that? I slightly lost my thread. Um, there's that's it. I, I've been doing some thinking partnership stuff. Uh, Nancy Klein, uh, her work, mm -hmm. and um, I th that has been really, really interesting for me, um, and. So I do, I've been doing thinking partnerships and actually we've been doing a bit of this. We've even, I've even sort of introduced it a bit to our family. And it essentially is that idea of A, listening and B, giving someone, a, you know, the right kind of attention and not interrupting them so that they can think better. And with a, and I think one thing that really chimes for me is the belief that people have it in themselves to figure things out, and that really matters to me because I think the world that we live in, you know, the schools that we go to school in, the workplaces we work in, there tends to be an emphasis on having to tell people things all the time. And I and mm -hmm. especially say in the workplace, I think there's it's almost like infantilizing people. You don't, you don't need to tell them things. They they just people need the space to be heard and and to figure stuff out and, and they can. And so when when it comes back to what do I want to achieve, I I'm I'm not I need to formulate a better answer. That's a bit more clear because I really because this is rambling. But there's something in all of that for me. Um, mm -hmm. But there are also some other some bigger things like I don't know, just just like um, environment and I don't know actually. I think there's I've given you some sense of some of the things I'd like to achieve, but actually there are some some bigger things probably that I would love to grapple with. But I think at a very basic level is that um, helping people be able to do the things they want to do better. Um, it's not a very eloquent way of saying it, but I, I like doing that sort of thing. My, my, a lot of my family were, my mum and my aunts were teachers and, you know, I've, there's a part of what I do that, I, you know, I like facilitating things you know 
there's something about all that that yeah maybe i'd like to achieve more around that um you know anyway i'm gonna i'll stop that answer right there because it's gonna go on and on <laughs> well it's so funny you should say that so um i plan to ask you one more question but if you want me to ask you more questions i can no no it's fine um, i think i've heard my own voice for way too long and i'm sure everyone else has well here's your last question um what alternative careers do you think you'd be quite capable of capable yeah, yeah. so that's something i could walk into tomorrow well well maybe that's pushing it a little but you know with a, with a, a few months of well, um, uh, orientation let's say you'd be you know you, you'd be pretty capable um well it's funny i would say teaching and mm. I've done some guest lecturing at university and you know, one thing about all of that is the, the subject expertise, which I think rightly so you would need to have that. Um, so the actual bit about the teaching bit or whatever that is, um, and it probably comes back to things like facilitation actually, it's the subject bit that I would, would be the problem. Um, would stop me from being able to do that sort of work because, um, you know, I'm not, I don't have deep subject expertise on one thing and that tends to be what people look for. So um, that said, I think the actual, you know, being some kind of facilitator, maybe coach type person, um, I think I could do that. No, I think I could... Um, you know, I, I, I'm really like all this. Um, I know it's you know it's the the kind of the, the business tropes of transformation, those kinds of things. But actually, I really I loved being a manager. I really liked working, and I do like working with people and in teams. And actually, um, I like change i like the i like technology I like a lot of the things that are actually a lot of people might say are scary about how the world is changing i find fascinating so you know to, to be to have some kind of role that is all of that um be quite good um what else could i do i don't know i could um could be a driving instructor i can drive a car um maybe i could i like running maybe if i had the right paperwork i could be a running coach but i don't know about that really not not i'm not good enough so i think i would base it on the things that all the things i've just said that i like doing i um yeah i don't i don't know the scope of all uh, the other thing, I used to do some DJing when I was younger, uh, so I've got loads of records, and maybe, and I used to love DJing at parties and in clubs, and um, maybe 
and not maybe I, mean, I could do that but I would have to have my gear which I've got which is like turntables it's it's proper old school um but I could definitely do that because I used to do that um what was your DJ choppy C yeah PC. known to my mates as choppy to this day in actual fact <laughs> by some of them um there's a story behind why I have that name um but yeah yeah no so I used to do you know used to do that a bit but that's, that was a long time ago um so yeah i don't I it's not i don't feel that's a great answer to that i'm not sure i i think there's probably lots of things i could do um but i'm i haven't got i'm not seeing anything in i i just want to do that i there's because the reason reason i say you know I, there's there's one thing i would say is that working for myself has opened my eyes to lots of possibilities right so I think I could, uh, and I have been very guilty of just trying things out that haven't worked for the last 10 years. And so there's lots of things I would love to do. I would like to have a big, well, not big, but a, a media company. I'd like to run very different learning events for employers, for organizations. I, I really like the learning space. I, I'd really like to do something there um and you know i like the work that i do so that thing about like media communications content and also through a, a learning lens all of that stuff um you know i like doing stuff in in that space and what i was going to say was about doing running your own business means that you work with different people and you get, get involved in different types of projects and that's a really nice thing, and I think probably quite a privileged thing to be able to do. So it gives me a lot of different perspectives on possibilities. And yeah, so I think there are lots of things there, but I don't, and some of them I would have to create, I think, rather than them being there that I could walk into. I'm, 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 I, I need to stop. I'm going to ramble again. Well, that brings us to the end. And I, I, I really enjoyed listening to you. I think other people will too. And um, so I want to say thank you. Um, and so thanks, Martin, or Choppy, as I should <laughs> call you. Thanks, Nick. It, you know, I was, yeah. I was petrified. And now I'm... <clears throat> It, it it wasn't so bad. So you were, uh, um, so thank you for, you know, kind of looking after me. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Well, there's lots of unanswered questions in there. <laughs> so um, maybe there will be a part two someday. <laughs> okay, thanks. thanks.